0: Welcome to Between Two Barrels, a twice weekly podcast recorded at Studio 66 presented by Tennessee Legend Distillery. Between Two Barrels is a show that highlights legends of all shapes and sizes from across the state of Tennessee. From the queen of country Dolly Parton to the elusive Tennessee Wildman, from our head distiller to our legendary staff and products. On this show you will learn some terms of the alcohol industry as well as learn some awesome recipes for food and cocktails alike. Join us as we journey through the volunteer state to bring you stories of legends that involve the beautiful state of Tennessee, from country music as well as rock and roll royalty, cryptids, distillery origins, carbonated beverage beginnings, and everything in between. This show truly highlights what makes a legend a Tennessee legend.
1: What's up, Legends? Welcome back to another episode of Between Two Barrels. I'm your host, Opie, and joined by our manager and
0: co-host, B-Lo. What's up, B? Not a whole lot, man. A little aggravated, honestly. Uh, Dealing with with insurance, um, Mm. I know that I haven't really gotten into it in terms of some stuff that I've been dealing with here on the podcast. Um, But with some health issues, I've been into a couple of different doctors, uh, been going to physical therapy and stuff like that. And after getting like full breakdowns of like what is charged by the offices versus what is paid, what your quote unquote discount yeah. for having that particular insurance is, um, what you wind up paying and then how the whole process is supposed to work. Um, it's 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 honestly enough to <laughs> to make a person sick. Uh, on multiple levels, um, and not because, of course, they were already sick. It would just sick in terms of uh, uh, an ire, just a, a, a fury for me, as it were. At one point in time yesterday, mm-hmm. um, looking at different things and 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 trying to get some of this stuff figured out, making phone calls, and that's something else. I mean, I'm going to get into a full TED talk with this once we get into the 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 Patreon side of it. Um, but having to specifically request to speak to someone on shore and yeah, not wanting to be that person because yeah. I understand you know part of some of these things, but whenever you really start looking into the costs of insurance, um again, like what an office is charging. For something yeah. versus what you wind up paying and then what supposedly the insurance company pays versus what you pay on a regular basis like with your paycheck and all this other stuff it's it's very easy to see how the, the American healthcare system is just a massive racket is a um, but <laughs> to, to not get too far into that um, and to definitely save some for the Patreon side We're just going to really go ahead and get into this episode, but before we do that, excuse me, just wanted to let you know, of course, uh, current store hours are operating from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. on Friday and Saturday at the Highway 66 location, seven days a week, and Newport Highway location is uh, open from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Now, March 1st, we will go back to opening at 9 a.m. Monday through Saturday. And 10 a.m. on Sunday, closing at 9 p.m. nightly at the Winfield Dunn location. Of course, you can keep up with all the information by following the different social sites. On Facebook, that's Tennessee Legend Distillery, the Nashville, Cookville, or Sevier County locations. You can follow them individually, or even better, just go ahead and follow all three of them. Or on... Instagram it's TN legend for all the locations and Nash for Nashville CKVL for Cookville or Sevco that's S-E-V-C-O for Sevier County of course like we've said in the past lots of new products coming out some of our own and several with our partners over at Anthem Spirits Opie I have Mm -hmm. seen some of the artwork and I have seen some of the new bottles especially the new flag series bottles for the Assassin's Creed products. I probably just said more My than I should have. My eyes have
1: seen the calming.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, those look fantastic. Really? Um, the the gin bottle is beautiful. Excited. The American whiskey bottle is is fantastic oh. looking. Yeah. Um, and they definitely will be a, a welcomed addition to the Assassin's Creed Black Flag, mm-hmm. Edward Kenway Black Flag uh, Spiced Rum that we currently already have. You'll have to wait... And see what the spirits are going to be in these different bottles. Or, I just said, uh, the gin and the, the whiskey. The gin is based off of uh, Syndicate. I actually didn't play that one. Yeah, and I think
1: somebody's preconceived thumbs down of it kept me from playing it. Right. And I was like, why did you do that? Because now it's been years, and I'm like, mm, I'd kind of like to go back and play it. But, I don't know. Right. And I didn't
0: play Syndicate. And then there's some other ones. But I loved three. Yes. I loved
1: three. So I'm excited for that bottle.
0: There's some other ones that are going to be coming out. And like I said, Mm -hmm. I've seen the artwork for these. Uh, Like I said, some for Anthem, some for Tennessee Legend Distillery. on Well, we have a new
1: flavor coming out this year. And I think when it drops, I'll say this. I think what the flavor is for TLD, when the flavor drops,
0: it's going to fly off the shelves. Oh, more than likely. It's going to fly off the shelves. Um, and there's actually been another one that's been entered into the mix. Uh-oh. Um, that was, has been recently mm-hmm. talked about, and we're probably going to have a lot more of that stuff drop on the social media sites. So yeah. the best way to keep up yes. with all this stuff, of course, is to make sure that you are keeping up on the different social sites.
1: Because we have something fun happening next month, something we do every year. Yes. And if you're part of our social media following, you get to participate in it. But you can't unless <laughs> you're following us. That's so right. So jump on the social medias. March is around the corner. Madness may ensue. You never know what's going to happen, but you're definitely going to want to be following for it.
0: Yes, absolutely. Some legacy contenders mm-hmm. entering the mix this time, uh, and if all goes as some it's people like are Michael hoping, Michael
1: Jordan coming back to play and the right against Kobe Bryant and
0: stuff. But but Michael coming back in in. Playing at North Carolina in that yes. aspect. Yes. So not for the Wizards. No, <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, of course, we've talked about a uh, couple of episodes. Uh, Gatlinburg Brewing Company's pizza of the moment is the loaded baked potato pizza. Did you finally have one? I,
1: I had it Friday. I took it with me Friday. Not Friday. Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Yes. yes. Thursday's when I had it. Uh, Thursday I was leaving. Had knew, had knew that dinner was on me Because It was our final dress Right And I, I went next door And I was like You know I was like I went next door to give something to Naraya Right That she needed That I had I, To give something to her And She said you want something I was like I, I do need to eat And then she was like Well you know our pizza of the moment And I was like Yeah 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 Loaded big potato I know Brian's talked about it And she was like I can take the green onions off for you. I went, okay. All right, Naraya, (laughs) You twisted my arm. You
0: talked me into it.
1: And so I ended up eating it whilst driving. And at the first red light I got to, where we actually stopped, I texted her and said, holy F. (laughs) (laughs) She said, right? I said, this is a game changer. It's a great one. (laughs) It's a great one. It was so good. (laughs) Like, I didn't know... Like, I missed out on it last year. Right. And I did not know that a baked potato belongs on pizza.
0: Right. Forget the pineapple on pizza argument. No, no, no.
1: You need potato on a pizza. A loaded
0: baked potato on pizza is... It was... You get the best of both worlds. Like I said, it's it was game-changing.
1: And, like, the cheese they use on it instead of, like, mm-hmm. red sauce. Holy crap. And the sour cream ring. It just all comes together. It
0: does. It really does. It's a, it's a, it's a really good one. Uh, um, what should become a staple in comfort food. Agreed. A, Agreed. a loaded baked potato pizza. Speaking of the brewery, if you are going to be in town this weekend, definitely recommend heading over to the brewery. You mm-hmm. can get a great pizza, but also Sini Hunt will be playing live at the brewery on Friday and Saturday night, the 9th and 10th from 6 to 9 p.m., now, if you have heard the name, or if the name Sini Hunt is familiar to you, uh, he is a self-taught singer-songwriter and percussive guitarist who embarked on a remar- remarkable journey from the Sierra Leone to the United States. Do you know where the Sierra Leone is? Isn't that a mountain range? Yes, but do you know where it's at? No. West Africa.
1: Holy crap.
0: Yes. Alongside his so twin sister... So, percussive
1: guitar, you're like slapping it,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got the different slaps as well as the strums and picks and stuff like that going on. That's a talent. But yes, alongside his twin sister, he was adopted and brought his profound love for West African rhythms and percussion to his new home. Having endured the hardships of Sierra Leone's Diamond Wars during his early childhood, Sini sought solace in the enchanting beats of the djembe drum, allowing him to creatively process his traumas. Upon arriving in America, Sini's father introduced him to the guitar igniting a wave of experimentation where he skillfully merged traditional guitar styles with a captivating percussive groove, a testament to his West African heritage, drawing inspiration from esteemed musicians like Stevie Ray Vaughan, B.B. King, the Allman Brothers, as well as later influences such as Michael Hedges, Tommy Emmanuel, and Andy McKee. Sini has honed his craft by meticulously studying live performances. Wow. Yes, showcasing a mesmerizing mesmerizing approach and unique style, Sini captivates audiences with his live, looping, crafting performances that are a captivating blend of eclecticism, power, and artistic finesse. Despite his youth, Sini has amassed an impressive body of work continuously composing and pushing creative boundaries. Recognized for his mastery of the guitar Sini was honored with the Innovators Award at the GSM Music Awards oh wow yes additionally his remarkable talent earned him nominations for Best Male Performer of the Year in 2021 and the Rising Star Award in 2022 at the esteemed New England Music Awards his career highlights includes being the opening act for renowned artists such as Richard Thompson the Levin Brothers Brooks Young Davey Touré Chris Allen Robert Randolph The Wailers and recycled percussions. Yeah. Yeah. For more info and links to listen to CNE's unique sound, go to ww.sinehunt.com. That's w dot Awesome. Not to mention I think they're going to be playing the big game on Sunday on yes, the screens as well. Of course, we've been making sure to let you know, as far as traffic is concerned in the area, the new Ford dealership is this much closer mm-hmm. to being opened up, so they still have a lot of construction going on for that about to wrap up, but Target is just getting fully underway, so construction, big trucks, and yeah, stuff going a, in and out of a, that area.
1: Do we even have a tournament this weekend?
0: Nope. No, we tournament, no tournament this, this weekend. weekend. No. And they are almost done with uh, the lights in a few places in the area. We've got just a couple oh more weeks, and that's pretty much done. Opie, mm. are you guys planning on having a a watch party, or is the cast doing anything for the Super Bowl afterwards, or are you just guys just doing just a normal show wrap party, and, and if somebody happens to have the game on a, on a screen somewhere... That's cool.
1: So we will strike the set. Um, I mean, we will go out to eat after we strike the set, and I would say, shows two thirty. By the time we are eating or get finished up eating, it'd be about Super Bowl time. But what I've learned about this cast is a majority of them are, um, like we went out to eat after a show the other night. We went to good old days in Morristown, and the Tennessee-Kentucky basketball game was on. The place was packed because it's a sports bar. Yeah. But then you had this table of us, and everyone was freaking out whenever Tennessee would go ahead, and we did beat the Wildcats, Uh, so go Vols. But I, myself, the director, Candace, and Josh were the only three... Who also dabble in that world a little
0: into the sports Everyone world. Everyone
1: else was like, "Yay, sports ball!" I got gotcha. you. And, <laughs> and so, I don't so think that uh, there will be a cast Super Bowl party. <laughs> okay, so pretty much <laughs> just you heading home and yeah, and
0: uh, if if y'all happen to
1: and but at the same time, I honestly and I know you're a Niners fan and growing up a Cowboys fan, I'm not uh, <laughs> because of the '90s, right? Of know? course, um, but. But at the same time, I I would absolutely love to see not just Mahomes lose, um, I would also love to see Brock Purdy defy the odds.
0: Oh, for sure. As being Mr. Irrelevant.
1: Mr. Underdog, Mr. Irrelevant, as people were calling him, lifting the Lombardi trophy, I think would be such a testament to the quote unquote mainstream of football. Right. I would love nothing more than to see the Niners win, A, for that very reason, Yeah. B, to see Mahomes lose, because <laughs> I do have Mahomes fat- fatigue, um, and C, to, you know, see a, um, an NFC team win, you know, if the Cowboys can't win the Super Bowl, um, then I absolutely would still love the NFC to win. Agreed. And if, they, and if my AFC team, which is also just as impossible, the Raiders, aren't going to be in the Super Bowl. You just like silver, don't you?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, I would love to see the Chiefs lose because they are a Raiders opponent. Opponent, yeah. Big, big opponent for the Raiders. Um, a rival, if you will. A big rival. Uh, so, I probably won't really turn it on. I would like to see the halftime show. I'd like to see Usher.
0: Oh, Usher, sure. heck yeah.
1: Um, but I love the Super Bowl commercials, but I don't know. Oh, one of my
0: favorites so far has been Paramount Mountain.
1: Yes. Throwing Hey Arnold, throwing Arnold. Arnold, yeah. I'll throw him then.
0: Pip, pip, hike. You need uh, to, if you haven't watched it with subtitles, you yes. need to watch it with subtitles. <laughs> because you get so much better. Barrymore, shut your mouth. <laughs> oh, great Creed's here. <laughs> It's it's when a I fantastic commercial, commercial.
1: It is a fantastic commercial. When I saw it first, my first thought was, "Well, oh, man, he cut his hair." Right. <laughs> I was like, "Why did Creed cut the cut his hair?" Um but yeah, uh I, you know, I hope the Niners win, but at the same time, it's probably the first Super Bowl in a while that I've not cared as much about. Right. And I know it's I don't know. I just haven't really cared much about because I really wanted the Lions to make it.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I wanted the Lions. T- I uh, wanted
1: to see that story play out.
0: Like I said, I mean, I with it coming down to those two teams, I I didn't care I which like team to see won. Stories. Yeah. Unfold. Oh, and the fact that the Dan story, Campbell took the story a team. That's
1: that's unfolding for me is Brock Purdy. Yeah. That's the story I would like to see unfold. Um, the story I think will unfold. Is not the story I want to see unfold. What I think will unfold is we will see Taylor Swift hoisting the trophy with, with Kelsey,
0: mm. sadly. And I like Kelsey
1: and I like Swift, but I don't want the Chiefs to win. Right. I want the Niners to actually win because I want to see Brock Purdy telling that story. Uh, I would have liked to have seen the Detroit story. I would have. I wouldn't have hated to see the Ravens story, to see. Um, right. You know, I, through, through all the crap that they've been dealt.
0: If if the Ravens would have gone, I definitely would have liked to have seen San Francisco going up against him because those yeah. were the, the two, you know, most dominant throughout the yeah. season. And, yeah, to have that rematch uh, because the, no the, power the, the Ravens, of course, wound up getting yeah. the dub prior. To have Eminem <laughs> versus... Taylor Swift Swift, as far as the quote unquote Super Bowl (laughs) and I think honestly that would have been a...
1: That would have been the story they were
0: telling. The story that would have been told and imagine if they would have found a way to be able to do that as a halftime show.
1: Or bring back for one night only a celebrity death match sketch
0: with (laughs) Taylor and Eminem (laughs) in the ring. Uh, I could imagine one of uh, Eminem's uh, um, powers, special yeah. moves would be, uh, Rap God mode. Yes, exactly. Activated. Activate and, Rap God. And he would just start, just <laughs> and, <laughs> and it would turn into yeah, all kinds of, yeah. uh, uh, almost like on a uh, 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 multiverse of madness. Oh, god, all the different notes <laughs> and stuff that were yeah, uh, flying at the other one. Yeah. And uh, um, Taylor, um by the power of all my ex boyfriends combined. <laughs> and and she just like uh has their souls trapped. Strums the guitar. Uh, uh, out. A la uh, uh, Shang Tsung. Yeah. And is able to to morph into the yes. different ones and like do different moves and different things and you stuff. You see like, like that.
1: little images of like uh Hall.
0: Uh, right. <laughs> distorted, almost distorted. like from Scrooge yeah. when he reopens the robe. The robe, yeah. Um,
1: but no, I don't see I have not I haven't... I've never had a Super Bowl party. But I haven't attended one in a long time.
0: While I don't think we're going to have a, an actual like party mm-hmm. or a watch party or whatever... Um, there is a potential. I do have a couple of invites out, mm. uh, our next door neighbors, uh, and then just family members from there um, to come over and just sit down and watch the game. If the weather's going to be cooperative, I plan on having something out on the grill, stuff like mm. that. Uh, matter of fact, it will be my second grilling of the year. I've already we had the to have grill a, fired up.
1: We are kind of in this, this little fake spring. Fake spring, yeah. Before we get more winter. Because yeah. people, winter's not over.
0: <laughs> No, it is definitely it's not over shock in us this here area. Around Valentine's Day, we're just get, after. Yeah, yeah, during that week, it's supposed to get pretty gnarly with the potential for Who snow left again. The round two, open <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I watched um, Vanity. I think it was Vanity Fair doing uh, an interview with Jack Black. Jack Black mm-hmm. talking about Trump talking about yeah. uh, uh, well, just his most memorable movies and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and and him talking about yeah. Uh, Tropic Thunder. It was, it was fantastic.
1: It was. It was a good interview.
0: Um, but I did want to let you know that if you are a Lego fan, mm-hmm. this weekend BrickFest is in Knoxville and BrickFest is a tribute to all things Lego with some unique builds and displays that enthusiasts of all ages can enjoy and I'm sure there's going to be plenty of stuff for sale over there. Uh, probably some hard to find lego builds that you may not be able to find anymore some different vintage uh Mm -hmm. builds from from back in the day and i'm sure there's probably going to be an opportunity for you to just buy buckets and buckets and buckets uh of just random lego pieces but you can go online to find out all the information and go ahead and pre-purchase tickets for that this segment of between two barrels is brought to you by the Smoky Mountain Rainforest Adventures. Located in the heart of the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee near Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge lies the Rainforest Adventures Zoo, which is open year-round with lots to see and do. Themed by one of the nation's finest zoological contractors, a former Animal Kingdom zoologist of Disney World, the Rainforest Adventures Zoo features over 600 live animals representing over 130 species. It is home to unique and beautiful creatures from both tropical and temperate climates alike, including reptiles, birds, mammals, and even the ever-so-popular and exotic Axolotl. Book your visit today at rfadventures.com or stop by and see them at 109 NASCAR Drive in Sevierville, Tennessee. And when you do, tell them Tennessee Legend Distillery sent you.
1: Alright, welcome back. Uh, See, last episode we discussed... The Battle of Fort Henry You know, the, some of the Civil War time uh, Big moments of the battle What it meant for the Union Army uh, How it was a turning point, big turning point um, But this episode, we're going to definitely shift gears Away from the tragedy that is war And we're going to shift gears into the tasty A little sweet A little sweet You know, we recently talked about the moon pie and now we're going to talk about
0: another Tennessee famous sweet, the Goo Goo Cluster. Yes. Um, and we're actually going to be discussing at some point in time during this episode uh, where the name Goo Goo comes from, as well as, of course, the, the tasty confectionery treat that it is in and of itself, a couple of the different variations of it. And uh, a surprise treat um, that I have been able to experience myself. Hopefully you get to at some point in oh, time yeah. uh, in the near future. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you ever wanted to, to figure out a way for you to be able to make money hand over fist, uh, this is definitely a, a very easy one to, to try to emulate. Uh, but we'll get back into that a little bit later in the episode. Uh, but you're right, Opie. Um, in the last episode, we talked about some salty people. Uh, Specifically, uh, Confederate forces whenever it comes to the Battle of Fort Henry. So we are going to definitely shift gears over to the sweet side, even though um, with the goo-goo, there are a couple of additions that could have a little bit of saltiness to it. Yes. uh, Specifically, the one that does have peanuts added to it. Um, But we're definitely getting over to the sweet side, and you are correct, in talking about the goo-goo cluster. Now, the Goo Goo Cluster is an American candy bar created in 1912 12 by Howell Campbell and the Standard Candy Company in Nashville, Tennessee. God, that's old. Uh, very old. Uh, and I just had one of those moments where I had a little stutter, stammer, <laughs> to let y'all know that we are not We're AI not in die. this in this episode on this podcast. We are definitely live yes. and, and recording this and bringing it to you without the use of of digital creation (coughs) artificial intelligence Uh, but yes, American candy bar created in 1912 by Howell Campbell and the Standard Candy Company in Nashville, Tennessee the disc shaped candy bar which is innovation in and of itself because any candy bar really up until that time and henceforth for the most part has been in a rectangular shape yeah, um, which has definitely provided a very good prop <laughs> for some uh, moments of comedic brilliance, uh, not only in Caddyshack, uh, but also in some some uh, uh, television s- comedy series later on that that emulated that by referencing that wonderful movie uh, and them caddyshacking uh, the pool to be able to get out of. Um, having to do a swimming test and stuff like yes. that uh, it was Bob's Burgers yes. that they wound up doing that on um, <coughs> but yes um, candy bars by by far for the most part are in that rectangular shape like I said that, that lends to <laughs> to that particular uh, prop being able to be constructed but the the Goo Cluster is world renowned for its disc or rounded uh, and scalloped uh scallop meaning it's got the, the yeah. uh arced or curved yeah. edges yeah. uh repeated going around it. Um but the the disc shaped candy bar contains marshmallow nougat, caramel and roasted peanuts covered in milk chocolate and variations include the goo goo supreme where and there's a, a, a massive subject of debate on the pronunciation of this next word. Uh Southerners the the true southerners would refer to it as a pecan pecan i grew up knowing it as a pecan, pecan. but if you want to go oh, the pecan the the phonetic the correct phonetic pronunciation the by the rules of english writing okay. and literature okay. it's supposed to be a sh- if there's two Vowels separated by a singular consonant is supposed to be a short sounding vowel first and a long sounding vowel second. So that means the correct pronunciation of that particular word is pecan. Wow. It's not pecan. It's not not pecan. pecan 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 wow but yes pecans <laughs> replace the peanuts which was renamed the of course the pronunciation in terms of the official quote unquote pronunciation has changed a couple of times and the most recent one uh especially in this uh capacity would have been in 2019 Uh, And, of course, in this particular uh, uh, context, it was referred to as the pecan or pecan, 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 goo-goo cluster, as opposed to just a pecan variation or the supreme goo-goo cluster. Wow. Um, And uh, the peanut butter goo-goo, which uh, peanut butter replaces the marshmallow nougat and caramel.
1: I'm a big fan of marshmallow
0: nougat. Oh yes, Big it's fan. fantastic. Big fan. But this yeah. is
1: the stuff that's a Milky Way, right? Marshmallow nougat. Uh, three
0: no, mus- that's just a, that's a, just a nougat. A nougat, yeah. Which, oh, in nougat. that capacity, is a combination cocoa and vanilla. I do love nougat. Yes, nougat. Oh, three Musketeers. The entire thing is just a a stick of nougat covered, covered with, with chocolate, chocolate, uh, which is one of my favorites by far. Mm-hmm. If I could, which I probably could have created a goo goo. That That would have been just nothing but nougat. It would have been a musketeer goo goo. Which that kind of gave away (laughs) something that we were going to be talking about a little bit later. Um, But the goo goo cluster is considered the first combination candy bar, meaning it contained several types of candy rather than an all-chocolate bar. So prior to Hershey's, still uh, small rectangles combining together to make one large rectangle... And it also had other components to it because eventually they made the um, Mr. Good Bar, which was the peanuts combined. And then, the, of course, you had the Hershey's with almonds and stuff like that. Um, but those were just additives that was put into it. It didn't have an additional candy like the uh, caramel or the marshmallow nougat going in with it. So the Goo Goo Cluster was... Uh, innovator in the fact that it was taking multiple candies and putting them all together into a singular chocolate shell. And the name is thought to refer to the sound a baby makes, Goo Goo, and the company uses the phrase, so good they'll ask for it from birth, in retelling the Goo Goo story. however, As we all know now, and we'll come to tell you here in just a moment, there's a completely different reason uh, or or how the name itself came to be. But originally the candy was sold unpackaged from glass jars only in the factory's local area. So it was something that people were traveling far and wide to come in because they had heard about it and would come to hear about it through its namesake, its actual namesake, uh, which kind of could give it away too. Um, and would definitely make sure that they stop by uh, um, the Nashville Candy Company or the uh, um, uh, standard candy company there in Nashville to be able to experience these, these previously unheard of uh, uh, candy bar creations. <clears throat> um at the time of the Goo Goo Cluster's invention there was no automated packaging machi- machinery, so packaging required costly handwork, and as a result packaging was unusual unless the candy like car- uh like caramels required wrapping to keep pieces separated. And during the nineteen twenties, after increased public attention to hygiene, the company began wrapping it and it was sold all over the United States. Um here is where the the interesting and the fun thing comes into play as far as the naming of it and the rapid growth in popularity for it. Recently, we did an episode on the Grand Ole Opry.
1: Yes, we did.
0: The candy was sold at the Grand Ole Opry.
1: Mm.
0: Grand Ole Opry. Goo. G. Oh Oh Okay. Yes, which was established in 1925, 13 years after the candy's debut. However, Standard Candy, with particular emphasis on the Goo Goo cluster, was a longtime sponsor of the program. So whenever the Grand Ole Opry radio so was show cluster, would come on, it was
1: a cluster of candy for the Grand Ole Opry.
0: Yes they would say this episode of the Grand Ole Opry is brought to you by Goo Goo Cluster, which you can find at the National... (laughs) at the Standard Candy Company or made by the Standard Candy Company here in Nashville, Tennessee. And since then, it has been synonymous completely with the Grand Ole Opry, being able to buy goo-goo clusters uh, of any of its variations at the Opry, at the Ryman. It's, it's one of the concession stand snacks that you can get uh, anytime you visit any of these places. And, and now to let you know, one of my favorite things about it is that you can actually go to some individual storefronts Not actually at the standard candy company itself, but they have. uh, Goo Goo stores. Goo Goo stores in a couple of different places in Nashville. And you can go and make your own. Mm. But they have different levels to this being able to make your own. The lowest tier level, they have some kiosks set up out in like the queue line. Okay. You go up to the kiosk and you start saying, okay, I want a milk chocolate, white chocolate, or dark chocolate shell. So that's already giving you multiple options because for the longest time, Goo Goo Cluster was nothing but milk chocolate. Yeah. So you're getting those three options to begin with. Then you get to start picking out your fillings and you can pick up to three fillings, but you can also do extra of the different fillings and they give you several different options whether it be the the pecans the uh pecans is
1: there one of is there one of these which one did you go to
0: um uh, near broadway near i want to say yeah um but you're able to choose the the caramel the the nougat um m- actual just mini marshmallows pretzels uh Peanuts, pecans, um, any of these different types of fillings, and then uh, you wind up paying for it. They're fifteen dollars a piece. Now, a typical gugu Goo Goo cluster, just to buy the gugu Goo Goo cluster, already prepackaged on the shelf at the store, is like three bucks, four bucks, something like that, because it is significantly more than what. Uh, um, a standard candy bar would be so it's going to be a little bit more expensive and they're probably I know you can't really <laughs> see yeah. uh, uh, what I'm holding up um, but a standard gugu that you buy in the packaging the already pre-packaged not one that you custom made is is probably two and a half three inches in diameter uh huh well, the one that you wind up getting from your self-made gets up close to, like, four inches diameter. So, it's significantly larger. So, I mean, yes, there is some uh, uh, justification in the larger charging or the higher dollar amount for charging. Um, but the next thing that you get to do is you actually get to go up to an observation window to watch your goo-goo get made. Like, there's a physical living, breathing human being that looks at this pull sheet or this order sheet, much like, you know, the the, the person at the, the McDonald's or wherever that gets an order ticket and yeah. starts building your order, um, they're doing the same thing, and they are putting these things into, they have like hundreds of pre-made, what would be shells, the bottom shell or the top of the candy bar in this case. And then they start filling it with these different things. They've got these different vats that have all these different ingredients in it. And some of it is uh, kept slightly warm so it's pliable. Like the marshmallow uh, nougat or the caramel and stuff like that. To where they can actually kind of work it and fit it into the shell without the shell breaking. They get all that stuff put together in there. And then they have these vats that has this like fountain pour spout on it that's just continuously pumping uh, uh, the dark, the milk, and the white chocolate. And after they get all the different ingredients put into your goo goo cluster, into your candy bar, they go over to whichever one it is, and then just bloop, put that shell coating, that chocolate over the top of it scrape any of the excess back into the the vat and then it goes into a blast chiller to be able to seal up and then five minutes later after it sat in a blast chiller for five minutes to be able to make sure it gets sealed from that you know liquid chocolate that's that's rolling through this pump they box it up put it into a nice little cute folded box, put it into a bag and do like they normally would at any place saying, uh, got an order for, you know, so and so enjoy your goo goo
1: but yeah, 15
0: bucks a pop, I spent $45 on three candy bars (laughs) the day that I went in there I
1: can't remember if it's next month or if it's April might be April me and my older brother are going to see Tom Segura in Nashville okay and I just texted him and said, while we're in Nashville, can we go build our own goo goo? Absolutely. <laughs> it would be fantastic, man. delicious, especially if I could just
0: put marshmallow nougat in it. Yeah, just a whole thing just of simple, marshmallow nougat. Simple. They'd be like, well, the easiest order I've ever made. I'm going to like send you a, a Venmo. I'm going to send you yeah. some money bring, to bring back, to bring back, <laughs> a, bring back uh, a custom goo Um And it, yeah, it'd be just all nougat. <laughs> just a just do a whole nougat one. But yeah, it's pretty neat. Now, there's higher tiers to this. Like I said, that's the okay. lower tier. On higher tiers, you get to actually be the person that goes in to... They have a whole separate room that isn't viewed or, you know, general viewable by the, the general public or whatever. To where you can go in and you can actually, like, get the chocolate poured into the mold... To make your base but then you do all the the stuff stuffing the shell itself and then get to put the chocolate over the top of it to seal it up plus they also do a a pairing to where you get different chocolates uh uh with um alcohol and I think your goo goo would go good with a cabernet sauvignon <laughs> <laughs> you're you're on the right track, but but not quite. As far as that, um, we actually have. I think it's with our cinnamon. We actually have a a uh, 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 pairing with Goo Goo at
1: our Nashville location.
0: With well, I mean they don't have any available for sale yeah. right now. But if you're looking at this stuff and you wind up seeing that there is a a not a full collaboration, yeah. but Yeah, um, one of the things that they did for that class or whatever included uh, Tennessee Legend Alcohol. Hell yeah, that's cool. So yeah, just some fun things to be able to go do. do Um, I think they have it billed at different times where you can do it as like a couple's thing or Uh a family thing and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, just look it up on their website and uh, you'd be able to go in and find the different times, the different classes, the pricing and stuff like that. And when they have these things available. But yeah. Uh, just some fun things that you can wind up doing with that. But getting back to uh, some of the early days of the Goo Goo, during the 1920s and 1930s, the company advertised Goo Goo clusters as a nourishing lunch for a child. Nickel. Oh. <laughs> uh, referencing <laughs> referencing back, candy. right. we well, referencing back to uh, another delectable treat. Invented in the state of Tennessee, and you mentioned it earlier the moon pie. You remember how much the moon pies were selling for to begin with? A nickel. A nickel. Huh. So, any kind of candy dur- during the 20s and 30s, regardless of, of size it appeared to be, uh, was going for a nickel. And, and to be honest with you, I think it'd be a hard sell to figure out honestly which one you'd want to go for more a goo goo cluster or a. Uh, moon pie, especially if it only cost a nickel. The distinct advantage that the the moon pie had over the goo goo cluster is the fact that it got into more wide distribution or more widely distributed earlier than what the goo goo cluster did. But at this time the primary nutritional concern was caloric undernourishment Especially for working-class people, and high-calorie mm-hmm. candies were promoted as valuable and inexpensive sources of food and uh, energy. So during the twenties and thirties, during, uh, well, at the time, what would be prohibition, as well as uh, um, who the uh, uh depression, the, depression, the Great yeah, Depression. I the
1: Goo Goo was a
0: the to to be able to get a. Yeah, it's it's the the moon pie and the Goo Goo cluster is something that helped to sustain people throughout the workday at a relatively low cost yeah. because it was only a nickel. Yeah. And and at that time, even for a lot of people, a nickel was was a massive, yeah. you know, uh, uh, ask for some people. But to to look at it and say, all right, from the origin, it costing five cents. To the fact of you being able to make your own for 15 bucks is, is insane. Uh, um, uh, inflation <laughs> really, really smacked around the goo-goo in this capacity.
1: Well, today, uh, that would be about a dollar.
0: Going from... A little
1: over a dollar from a nickel... It, it, if you went off of today. yeah,
0: if you went off of of what the the quote unquote inflation rate should yeah. be, a nickel Calculated. would be uh, uh, equivalent to a dollar. Yeah, they went from a nickel to fifteen bucks
1: to make one
0: to for you to be able to make one, but you can still go buy the pre made ones for less than five bucks.
1: Ah, Lord.
0: So yeah, it's it's almost like the. The coin funnel, which coin is faster than the other? That's just nothing but saying, here, take my money. You know what I'm talking about, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. I wasted so much quarters at the mall when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, you walk up to this thing I'm and it, just s- it says, okay, which coin is faster, uh, a quarter or a penny? find ra- out then
1: I'd race the nickel and the penny and then the quarter and the dime and then I'd be like and you're what trying, if two quarters go
0: together. You you're sitting here in your mind as a as a child of of under 10. Yes. I learned about in Being science fooled. about these different things in the scientific process and blah 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 blah. I'm going to use due diligence to figure out truly which one is faster than the other. Is it because of the weight? Is it because of the size? Is, is it, it because president? of the yeah. <laughs> Uh, the the rigid edges as opposed to the smooth edge. What is it that truly gives one advantage Does over the run other? Washington
1: quicker than Lincoln. Let's see. And, and, and the I only would, thing that you're doing, change. yeah,
0: in reality, is you're just saying here, take this money, take this ch- this change, because for it doesn't
1: seconds of
0: yeah, it doesn't do anything but eventually go into that hole. Do you know what that hole goes into? The bottom of the machine. There's not even a a tote, a, a a bucket to collect. It literally just goes into the bottom of the machine and you have a key to open up multiple doors, like one on each side, just so you don't have to completely crawl through the machine just to sit there and scrape this change yeah, off was, into a bucket. There
1: was one at the College Square Mall when we were kids and whoever owned that thing made a ton of money off of us easily entertaining kids in Morristown. Yeah. A lot of money. Even if I knew the winners the next time I was at the mall, I'd put more change in it.
0: Right, just to see if if this year was different than this year because I learned in school that after a certain year, that a majority of a penny wasn't even copper. Exactly. So... So it, the it the penny before eight, 1980
1: something or yeah. after nineteen eighty It should travel something. differently. So I'm gonna test that out.
0: And same thing with the, the, the quarter or yeah. the nickel. Uh prior to whatever year it was all silver. After mm-hmm. the year it's it's silver plated. Yeah. And, and silver plated you know, nickel zinc or, or whatever or, zinc yeah. or
1: whatever. Yeah.
0: So yeah, this I, I gotta find out. Science thing, must know. That
1: thing Took a lot of change for me and entertained me for two seconds. But Each yeah, I mean time. this. But he got a lot of money out of me.
0: Yeah, I mean in in this instance, in a uh, uh, in a similar vein that the the goo goo cluster at one point in time, and and to think about it, because we've been adults <laughs> for you know a decent amount of years at this point, um, quote unquote, right? And and we learn about working in different. Uh, businesses how how things work in terms of what an item costs um, versus what you sell it for trying to make a profit you know you're trying to recoup the cost of what it took to make the item that you sold plus you're trying to make more to be able to replace the one that you sold plus have more beyond that Mm. so it makes you wonder about the cost of materials at the origin of the goo goo cluster to where, all right, if it costs you whatever to make it, I'm being able to sell it for a nickel. So, and that's allowing me to recoup the cost of this one that I sold and make a profit. And make a profit. So combined, how much was my cost for the materials to go into that product? And you had caramel Peanuts, chocolate, marshmallow nougat, in the original, you had four components that you had to take into consideration the cost for. So let's say that's four things. If they cost a penny each... Then you're you're
1: only profiting a penny.
0: But not really in that capacity because you're only replacing the one that was sold. You're not making enough to be able to like, so, so to make a dollar, you'd have to sell a hundred of them Wow, to be able to make a dollar. And I know that somebody even back then is not going to go into business to have to sell a hundred of something just to be able to make a dollar. So that means that more than likely, what happened is a combined total of all those ingredients wound up being two cents. Which means they had two cents to replace, two cents to make another one, or 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 sorry, um, that would still wind up being the same thing, uh, leaving you with only the penny, quote unquote, profit of that capacity. Yeah. So, uh, um you're looking at, at at something being less than a cent than a full cent more than likely as far as an individual component for that in, for that you know item cost and that today would just be unheard of like do you think that there is anything in existence today to where a, a to make an individual item where something costs less than a singular cent like, I know how much it... I, we're not going to say it. We're no, not going to discuss yeah, yeah. this in any capacity. Yeah. But, I mean, it's like...
1: We know it goes into for alcohol. For
0: our product, yeah. you know, for one of the bottles that we sell, we know how much goes, it goes into, into it. it. Ain't it... Some more than others. Ain't a ding darn thing yeah. <laughs> in any capacity close that takes, less that, than a penny. that takes less than a penny. There's not an individual component. Whenever you break down, even on the volume scale, I think that costs less than a dollar yeah for any one of our given products so it, it the 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 and don't get me wrong i know that there's been advancements in in like uh employees pays and stuff like that since the the founding dates of the Goo cluster but <laughs> the the amount of or the cost of things uh the the beginning cost of things to the manufacturer and then the the turnaround in the price that the manufacturer charges the retailer and then turnaround in the amount that the retailer charges the end consumer by the time it gets to that point the the cost of something to you the end consumer. Is is just insane.
1: Well, it's just a wild to think because, like, look, there's nothing to these. You look at them like a moon pie is more substantial. Not the minis, obviously, but like
0: right. Google clusters are not large. Not those packaged ones. Now the original ones that were being like dropped into. They're they're. Like uh, the OGs a regular were. a regular goo goo cluster, like I said, is you know two two and a half inches in diameter. Okay. Um, there are, I think, some mini versions to where you can get them almost in like quote unquote like bite size, almost like okay, a, a, a half dollar. A, yeah, something okay. like that. Uh, but the ones that you get whenever you make your own, oh, I mean, it's substantial. Yeah, it's it's. But like it's the size of what would like a moon pie would like be like the original at the moon ones pie. that are pre-packaged and stuff like that. No, they're not. They're not. They're not big. overly large.
1: And to think that like at a, at a time, they were saying that they were profiting off of nickel. Yeah. Right. On sizes like this.
0: Bigger than that. Bigger than that. Yeah.
1: Kind of makes you think: Were they really profiting, or were they like? Not when we sell one. Right. But when we sell 20, when we sell 1,000, which they and, eventually and got to the point. Yeah, and, and
0: maybe know? it was sheer volume, but but still, still yet the, the underlying fact saying of... Saying
1: like, oh, I can make this for less than a... What's less than a penny? Yeah. We don't have anything that's physically less than a penny.
0: Right. Like, I mean, if you were to... to we don't have a, a pence. Or whatever, <laughs> uh, uh, America uh, didn't make a, 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 a half tenth, a penny. A tenth thing. of a yeah, or yeah, half we, of a penny. We didn't
1: make anything that was half a penny physically. So,
0: but yeah, like once once it came down to it, can you say, all right, well, I can make five gugu clusters, yeah, off of what I charge, you know, okay, for one gugu cluster, okay. So that's where they start profiting. Yeah, they're
1: like. I sell one, I can make five. Yeah. I sell two, I can make ten. Yeah. And then just resell those ten at five. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So now I, I get why they...
0: But, but what I'm saying I mean, is, even is, with, with is the whenever you're... The thing about
1: inflation is, it's so, we see it on such a mass level. Right. Of like, gas when, when you started driving, inflated than now.
0: Oh, I remember. Yeah.
1: I remember before I drove. I remember being a kid watching my parents get gas for under a dollar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but if we look at it at the minute level, like a nickel hasn't inflated to more than a dollar yet. You look at it minutely. You're like, okay, so a nickel is like a dollar one, a dollar two now. That's not bad. Which but which you look means at that
0: macroly, yeah, which means that nickel has has. Basically added another 95, 96, yes. whatever cents to it. To its value, quote, to unquote. Its, to its value to make it to what this is.
1: But in a world where we're not even backed by gold anymore. Right. It's it's worthless, actually. It's yeah. just invisible inflation. Like, we're adding 96 cents to this nickel, value-wise, when actually this nickel has no value.
0: Right. I mean, money just in and itself. Doesn't have Really... Value. The material, well, the yeah,
1: material value, absolutely. But you saw something the other day, it's, it's like backed with, by the same thing Monopoly money is backed by,
0: yeah, like with pennies. Like, you might as well drill a hole in a penny and use it as a fender washer for like uh, um, putting bolts in place and stuff like that because it's useless. But well, no, the penny's cheaper than a, a freaking washer, oh, the really? penny itself. As a one cent piece. Could be used piece. as a washer. Could, one, yes, could be used as a washer. But for a singular washer, it's like 10, 15 cents. If you were to, like go, 10, to, you were cents. to go to like Lowe's
1: and buy a washer. Yeah, it's
0: 10, 15 cents a piece. Jeez. But you could just take that penny and... And
1: make your own washer. I got a washer. Because you've got pennies sitting around yeah. that you don't use. Yeah. Nobody pays for pennies these days. Yeah. There's a little DIY for you, listeners.
0: Yeah. Uh, Use if, pennies, don't if go you, by washers Yeah, if you don't have if yeah, if you don't have a washer, you need to, to assemble something and you need a washer, drill a hole in a penny. And now pennies are easier to drill holes in. Yeah, because it's just that copper coating and it goes into zinc. Wow. And most of the time if you look at a washer, if it's not a stainless steel washer, what's it made out of? Zinc. Zinc. The more you know.
1: You heard it here, Rainbow 22
0: Barrels podcast. <laughs> but yeah, uh, seriously, it's it's a a singular fender washer, about roughly that size, cents. is anywhere from five to fifteen cents a piece. So it's cheaper for to you to just use that penny that yeah that's collecting muck in the the recesses of your cup holder in your car. Wow. <laughs> It's cheaper than than going to the even, store and buying a washer. I
1: learned something even newer today that I didn't intend on learning.
0: Beyond the goo-goo. Beyond the goo-goo. Uh, last thing that That's actually
1: baffling to me to also think that it's just Grand Ole Opry abbreviated. Yeah. My entire life I thought it was because it was gooey and they couldn't think of anything. Right. Oh, it's goo.
0: Or or the the uh, early marketing, yeah, uh, yeah, asking for goo, it by goo. name since birth, goo goo, wanting the goo goo. And that's
1: the thing; it was cartooned baby say goo goo. Yeah,
0: you know, like I mean, cause,
1: the characterization of the baby noise, yeah. we we called goo goo gaga.
0: Yeah, yeah, just a, a shortened and and yeah, uh, uh, probably workshopped or yeah. or uh, um, what's the.
1: Kind of like what Test's is the not baby not test saying? marketed what or, is or the baby saying, I hear goo mm. goo, goo goo. Okay, okay, yeah, and and, I hear and ga-ga. writers, ah, yeah, we're ga-ga.
0: gonna, you know, ga-ga. that's what we're gonna make it put in comics and they
1: cartoons, like uh, goo goo. Yeah. When really it's just babble.
0: And actually, yeah. In actuality, the the kid is trying to say something. Is trying to emulate words that it hears its, it's parents hearing, say, yeah. and all you hear is just it's <laughs> trying to say, "Good God!" Because yeah. it hears it
1: from his parents early on. Good God. Right. <laughs> he, he's trying he. to hear?
0: Like they're they're just <laughs> just just are beginning to to yeah to develop sounds yeah. by you know. Uh, uh, the positioning of the tongue or the, wow. the lips and stuff like that so they Grand Ole Opry, Grand Ole like, Opry I can clusters get, get, yeah <laughs> I mean it's, it's weird whenever you say it in that capacity <laughs> but this episode of the Grand Ole Opry is brought to you by the Grand Ole Opry, Grand Ole Opry cluster <laughs> because we want to put them together so we're going to say it twice
1: so nice we named it twice
0: but yeah, um, wow. one of the last things, the Goo Goo Clusters were given out as parting gifts on the children's television variety show Rama during the 1970s. Wonderama. So uh, um, not a fully syndicated show, um, but it's kind of following along the lines of like, sesame street or uh, uh um
1: the show electric it, company the show that uh Frank did in Scrooged the dog it was like there was a mailman and he played the dog Yeah, yeah yeah a yeah. lot filmed live there yeah
0: yeah that type of that type of okay. that type of scenario okay um and yeah uh um in in lieu of you know, actual pay or whatever. If you were selected for the the, the audience that audience day like or whatever, we're going to give you we're going to give you candy. Thanks for coming and being a kid.
1: Wow. Because you know the kids like,
0: hell yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. The 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 young the enough to not care agents, about money. Agents at that point in time for yeah. a kid for a child actor or for a uh, uh, something in that capacity didn't exist. No, I mean you had like you know Tom Parker with with Elvis yeah. or or uh, um, any other label executive or anything he like that. Wasn't haggling for Google yeah cluster for Elvis though, <laughs> right? So, well that's did enough you guys to got get any me
1: more uh, peanut butter and banana sandwiches for him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, whenever we did the Elvis episode, yeah. one of the things that Parker says is, "Well, that was enough to be able to get me out here." Now, how much are you going to pay for Elvis? Yeah. But yeah, uh um you know, other people actually had agents, you know, children's performers and talent. In in this aspect didn't have any just sort of candy. type of representation. So it was like, yeah. Right. That's eh, F it. we'll them, just give, give them candy. candy and send them, they'll be send fine. Them back with
1: mom and dad so yeah. they can get hyper.
0: Yeah. But yeah, some some fun and interesting facts um uh, about the Goo Goo Cluster, wow. just another uh Tennessee Invention, a Tennessee legend, if you will. Um, what in do you the think makes it a legend? Huh? What do you
1: think makes it a legend?
0: Just because it is synonymous with the Grand Ole Opry. Um, That's I what mean, I said. It, while you're sitting Not here until enjoying, I learned it, right? I
1: would have said like because it's tasty and they still exist,
0: right? Um, In this instance, I mean, it's like one of the the best marketing tools and kind of what I mentioned in the the, uh, prologue going into this episode and the fact that it was the main sponsor for the Opry getting into its larger and expanded listening audience. Yeah, you know, when they were so you had yeah so whenever they so expanded from just out of Tennessee, Kentucky, and stuff like that to get goo goo clusters yeah the people that were coming to see the the Opry were wanting to experience the what candy that they was. heard about <laughs> yeah
1: and I heard of a goo
0: goo the cluster? goo goo cluster do you have like those? I've I've heard about this the the world's first
1: it's really cool that I get to see Hank Williams. But yeah,
0: but I want this, this Goo Goo thing, thing
1: you all are sponsored by. What, what 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 is that? I would like one of those as well. I want one of these. <laughs> That's crazy, man. And I think it's a good place to stop here. For the regular audience, now if you are more than a regular audience, if you are a Patreon supporter, then we'll see you in a little bit on the Patreon cut kind of things. And to become a Patreon supporter is so easy you go to tldstudio66.com scrolling over the the support page and that is how you become it for as little as you guys are spending more on coffee in the morning than you would in a month to become a Patreon member and you get this uncut stuff that we are about to ship over into and deleted scenes and behind the scenes and bloopers and stuff like that so please become a Patreon member as for you regular listeners thank you for tuning in be kind to yourself be kind to others Stay classy, and cheers to legends.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of Between Two Barrels. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information about what's happening with any of the Studio 66 shows, make sure to like, follow, subscribe, click the thumbs up, whatever you have to do to make sure you get your fill of this legendary content. To do so, search Studio 66 on Facebook or Instagram, or the Studio 66 playlist on YouTube from Tennessee Legend Distillery. You can also subscribe to our Patreon channel, patreon.com slash tldstudio66, for additional content for all of the Studio 66 shows, as well as gifts from the different Studio 66 podcasts and Tennessee Legend Distillery. And if that wasn't enough, you can also visit our website, tldstudio66.com where you can find links to all of the shows and podcasts as well as merchandise for all of the individual podcasts and don't forget to sign up for our newsletter heck you can even leave us a voicemail if you like via speak or send us an email at tldtube23 at gmail.com however you go about it Make sure you don't miss out on getting even more legendary info about the studio, as well as the distillery from Studio 66, presented by Tennessee Legend Distillery.